Coming to you live from the Animal Loft Studios in historic Del Mar, New York, I'm Bobby Pape, and this show has everything. Although tonight, not quite everything. Tonight's <laughs> a little bit laid back. It's Friday night, just a couple of us here. We're cracking open the Tishi follow-up file, diving into some things that a couple of us have missed in recent weeks. Joining me for this little exploration of recent past of Tishi from the Middle-Aged Momish Studios, it's my one and only Ed McMahon tonight in Austin, Texas. It's Hillary, the H-bomb, Livingston Butler. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening. Yes, I said that Bobby was going to be steering the ship. I would just, yeah, be his little sidekick. What's, what's Andy? What was Conan's guy? Uh, his you Andy know, Richter? Andy Richter, yeah. I feel like I'm more of an Andy Richter. I'm a little bit jollier than Ed McMahon. You're uh, but. By the way, I have talked to Ed McMahon on the phone. I mean, he's passed. Not, I haven't talked to him like recently on the phone, but I did talk to him on the phone one time because my mom worked with him. He was wow, nice. It's just a giant setup for you to brag about having talked <laughs> to Ed McMahon. <laughs> I was looking exactly. for a rim shot and a hey <laughs> All right, we're going to do a little small talk, a mailbag, uh, including a lot of your neighbor stories. Whew, quite a range yeah. there. Yes. Medium talk, like I said, is the follow-up file. Tisha recommends on how you can get involved with the show. But first... Um, some of this is follow-up from my life, and that is uh, that a few weeks ago I mentioned that I was writing a speech for the Little Old Ladies of the Albany Symphony uh, Auxiliary Volunteer Group, Vanguard, my motivational speech. And I just wanted to report back, Hillary, yes. that I gave my speech to this uh, luncheon room full of ladies uh, who were enjoying their salmon or their chicken at the <laughs> golf club while I spoke. Uh I gave a speech about uh, people who made uh, small actions, went out of their way in little ways to be warm to me for different reasons and how that had a major impact on my life. And it was a whole story about ambassadorship and how making that little bit of extra difference to greet someone or steer someone or compliment someone can go a long way for that person. And it was a thinly veiled way for me to encourage all these little ladies to go find more members for their volunteer organization <laughs> yep, yep. so that I could raise more money. Um, but I just thought that this audience would appreciate that one of those people uh, was Mike Frizzell. And I put him in the same camp as a, uh, a church music director from my youth and a Boy <laughs> Scout camp counselor. He'd also and- love that. <laughs> and, a, and a veteran sales guy who helped me get me back into the symphony world and then convicted felon Mike Frizzell. <laughs> um, and of course, it didn't hurt that when I was introing the story and I said there are going to be four people and I said who they were and then I said the, the fourth was a an ex-con, one-time, many-time bank robber and everybody chuckles. And then I just go, no, he really was. And you're like, <laughs> and no, so- actually, really. So all these years later, Mike, rest in peace, wherever you are, um, I'm still trading on your infamy uh, to impress people. So thank you for that. It really is like a cool, like fun fact. Like my podcast partner who has passed went to jail and he didn't have either of his legs. And they're like, wait, 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 what? And then you have to back it up. Well, because in Texas, we jail people who don't have legs. It's very <laughs> yeah, that's what happens, obviously. <laughs> Um, no, that's cool. I mean, I, yeah, I, like I always said, I'm, I'm not um, super scared of public speaking, except for writing a speech. I, I would be nervous trying to make it kind of cohesive and, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's the part I'm good at. Like, yes. you know, I'm chief bullshit officer for yes. 
a lot of these things. And I did have these little these after saying, oh, you should be a motivational speaker. And I just laughed. I was like, no, no. I, I knew my audience really well on this one. This was this was an easy one. This was in the back. But um, are you going to yeah, be was, the next Tony Robbins? I could not do the teeth. <laughs> you could do it. Come on. Well, but you also don't have like giantism or whatever. Like he ha- he is like so tall and just it's, has bizarre um, proportions. So that's that's going to hinder you. But I think you could do it. Make people yeah. walk over hot coals. The Ed and Tony podcast. We could do this. <laughs> um, I have this whole episode is random shit, but this one's also really really weird. Um, I got an email a couple of days ago here to let me know that. Uh, oh, let me put it this way. First of all, I'm an important business person, <laughs> mm-hmm. and because of that, I shop at Staples. Mm-hmm. Because who wouldn't shop at Staples? I don't know what I bought or did at Staples, but somehow I have accrued $40 in Staples credits. Hmm. And some of them uh, expire at the end of July. So I need to hurry up and spend $40 at Staples or Staples.com. They're, they're yeah. very flexible. In fact, the website's kind of easier. Uh, and so I'm trying to figure out what the most interesting or frivolous thing I could do with $40 from Staples is. Hmm. I haven't been to a Staples. I've been to an Office Depot, but that, so it's like six one. That's basically yeah, yeah. They're same they're thing. they're the Coke and Pepsi of yes office supply products. <sighs> Gosh, I don't know. I mean, it's not enough to do a cardboard cutout life size of me to no, go with yours. No, it's not. It's not. Right. I mean, what I'm always buying there, which is not exciting, are easels for property boards, which is extremely boring. But those are also kind of expensive. They're like eighty dollars. Yeah, I'm not um, buying an easel. No, don't you don't need an easel. Um and I have a lot of extra ones if you need any. Um I mean you're stocked up on your pens that you like, yes. I am actually. And in fact I wondered where they all went and just before we started recording, Sam dug some thing out of a cabinet somewhere and, and a dozen of my pens were in it. So, <laughs> so you're good on that. Been, the problem is she puts things away and then we're just like an old married couple because we are and she puts you things are. away and then I don't know where they go. Yeah. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Bobby, we were pondering earlier, like, should we have a question of the week? I don't know. This is kind of a catch all. Um, hello, we have our question of the week. What should Bobby do with his forty dollars in staples credits? It might be the most important question of the week we've ever had. <laughs> I think so. Please tell us. Somebody might know. I mean, honestly, you could probably buy like a printer or something. I mean, I know you have a printer. <gasps> you could buy a fax machine. I have two. I have too many printers. I have printers I don't use. Honestly, one of these printers is probably a fax machine. The problem is I just don't have a phone line sure, for it. Sure. Well, and then it's like, my problem with printers, I mean, this series, I could talk about this, is we have a printer. It works fine, except then it runs out of ink. And the ink is so fucking expensive and annoying to buy that then we just don't have a printer anymore. And then it's like, well, I might as well like buy a new printer because they're almost cheaper than the freaking ink in it. That's why I like to go in the office so I can print stuff out and nobody cares. Okay. You've taken me down an incredible tangent, which is just down the street here in Del Mar. There is a store called I Fill Ink Jets. <laughs> I, it is not the fact that I Fill Ink Jets exists that amuses me because that, that's fine. I think every town has that world. Um, the part that amuses me about I Fill Ink Jets is not that they do exactly what they say. But that their entire argument is that they're trying to save the world from more inkjets. Their front window has a giant picture of like a pile of old inkjets sitting in a beautiful picturesque scene as if they're just like a dump. Yeah. <laughs> and the store's not open. 
all they have is one of those like cheap plastic three drawer things you buy when you live in a dorm room. Yeah. And one is labeled like put your link jets here and the other one's labeled pickup. You just huh. put your inkjets in there and then twice a week this guy, I guess, just checks it and then huh. does all the refilling and then puts them back in the other thing. And I don't know if you put your money in there or if you pay, like I've never tried it, or if you this pay online. This system is very odd. It's very honor system. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't fully understand how it works. Um, he's got a janky ass website. Of and, course. Uh, yeah, no store hours, just Dropbox. Huh. It's like when you used to drop, like, you're like, oh, shit, my Blockbuster is due. And you're like, well, just run it by. Let's get it in. I right. hopefully don't count for tonight, even though they're closed. Or if you're growing up in Webster, the um, the old church mall video, which is where I got my first video card membership when mm-hmm. I was, like, 14. And they had the beaded curtain that you would go behind to get to <laughs> mm-hmm. the porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, ah, memories. All right. So uh, ifillingchats.com, if anyone wants right. to help figure out... Um, I guess this guy's name is Mark. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Here are the directions. There's a Dropbox. Drawer one is available 24-7. Drop your empty cartridges off. Leave your name and number on the bag. The bags are in drawer three. Inkjets are refilled Wednesday and Saturday at noon until complete. Once refilled, they go into drawer two. You will get a call or text. Pick up any time thereafter. Arrange to pay later. What? Mark. This system, I mean, I hope it works for him, but wow. Yeah, step one is refilling ink cartridges, and step three is profit, and I still don't know what step two is. <laughs> oh, man. Well, good on you, I guess. And he only really works, what, Wednesday and Saturdays? I guess. I mean, he's got it made, right? <laughs> yes. He, he, he's theoretically renting the storefront. Like, I think he's using the storefront. It's got to be a front. That's what it is. It totally is. does. It totally does. He's using mm. that, that drawer system to do drugs. Drawer three is Coke. This is our this is our like mystery podcast. This is where we're gonna make our millions. Is like um, really investigating. I feel like jets slash mark and see what the real business is. Is this the real business? I might have to get some inkjet cartridges refilled now. I will see if my when my HP Office Jet Pro eighty seven ten gets low here. I'll, I'll see please what I can do. utilize him. <laughs> All right. Uh, And yes, back to the Staples thing. So that'll be the question of the week. What should I do with my $40 in Staples Staples credit? Staples credit. There we go. Um, This has got to be prices right rules. So highest, coolest thing without going over because I'm not going to spend my own money on this. (laughs) No. Best answer wins and I do it. What's going to happen is you're going to like get to $39.75 or whatever. And then what I always do with... I'm such like a sucker as I get there and I'm like, hmm, I'd like to have a Diet Dr. Pepper as well. And then I'm like, oh, man, now I have to pay. I'm willing to pay if a Diet Coke <laughs> or a 60-year-old bag of gummy worms pushes yeah. me over. Uh, um, do you have small talk or do you want to take a straight to No, the I don't. Okay. I Well, I'll have preview small talk. Next week, I will have real small talk. Um, exciting news coming up. I cannot talk about it at this moment because it has not been released. Um, I'm being very secretive because it's not been re- been told to the person that is um, going to receive, I guess, a gift. Um, and but it just stay tuned. There's some exciting news brewing. Dun, dun, dun. I won't say another word. Don't say anything. Um, all right, let's go to the mailbag. Um, we did get a variety of uh, Facebook answers for tell us about a terrible or wonderful neighbor or both, I guess. Um, so we, they range 
which is good because we've all had, you know, different experiences. Um, I'm going to start with Anne Louise. She said, when I was a kid, my neighbor's daughter got a job working as REM's business manager. The most I got out of it was some free swag, more than I should have expected, to be honest. But I dreamed that the situation would somehow result in the band hanging out on my street. <laughs> I mean, the pride of Athens, Georgia, except for yes. the 52s. Yeah, I know. You know, I love. it's so weird because, like, I loved REM at some – you know, when they came out with the – in 1991 or whatever, when their first really big album – I mean, they were big, but this was, like, their first kind of crossover. Out of time. Yeah, I was obsessed with them. And then I was obsessed with them through high school. And then I just – I just wasn't anymore. But, yeah, I would have been really jazzed up about it. It's a good band. I'm resisting the urge just to get on an R.E.M. song title. I know. Yeah. I mean, I love Night Swimming because I was like a moody teenager and I thought it was really deep. But what was the what was the album? R.E.M. albums. Now I'm. Well, I thought of Out of Time because that has I think my favorite R.E.M. song on it, which is Shiny Happy People. But Uh, yeah, with the B-52s or with at least was it all the B-52s or was it with um, just Kate? Was it just um now I can't remember. Hang on a second. We're gonna go down an uh, REM hole. An Athens, Georgia hole. Yeah, guest guest vocals by Key Pearson. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I loved well, I loved Out of Time, but I really loved um Automatic for the People. I loved that album so much. And there was yeah, it's I think it was it's not Everybody Hurts. I don't like that song, but Try Not to Breathe was my favorite song. Ugh, I loved that song. They had some good ones, man. But yeah, and I definitely spent one night, this girl and I, I was not that cool in high school. And this girl and I decided we wanted to stay out all night. And she's not even one, like it's somebody I'm not really friends with anymore. But we decided we wanted to stay out all night. We somehow like lied to our parents. Like, oh, I'm spending out at Charlotte's house. She said she was spending out at my house. Nobody cross-checked. So we drove my car around we drove it to the park at top of a parking garage and we listened to, um, what's the song? The fast song. Um, you know, Leonard Bernstein. Oh, Leonard end of the world as we know. Yes. Right. Um, the we listened to, <laughs> we listened to that song over and over and over again and tried to memorize it. And, and that's all we did all night. Sure. I'm like, we didn't drink. We didn't, like, we didn't get high or anything. We just like listened to that song and chatted. It was very, uh, innocent congratulations you sound like something i would have done in i know i know it's like we thought we were cool i mean i probably like chain smoked a pack of cigarettes so that's about as edgy as i got then but uh it was fun some good rem memories uh, leonard bernstein yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes exactly um okay brooke says i know some really terrible neighbors last name sounds like prickford okay brooke's last name is bickford and she is my neighbor i can see her house from the window i'm looking out of right now and she's terrible no she is one of my great neighbors i have gotten drunk many times in her backyard i don't know um, i've been to your house and all your neighbors are terrible so yeah they're all awful terrible, yeah, terrible. i wouldn't live there i know um, okay, Brandon says, my old apartment complex, I had the best neighbors. We were all actual friends and would spend time in each other's apartments. We even put together a couple of outdoor movie nights where we'd gather on the back lawn and project a movie onto a rented screen. We regularly got together for Hawks games and even spent the 4th of July together grilling and drinking and blowing things up late in the night. Not the blowing up part. We weren't monsters. Uh, you never find neighbors like that in apartments. Miss that Z-Block gang. We were in Building Z. Uh, I mean... I assume um, that's cool. it is always fun when you have like a crew and then it's like depressing when they're like, hey, I, hey, I have to tell you something. You're like, what? And they're like, we're moving. 
No. Yeah. I feel like that was college. So my my freshman year of college, I had a single dorm room. I don't know how. I, I just got really Damn. lucky. And the kids across from me had a suite with like two, two and two with like a common living room area. And our whole floor was really tight. And we were the sweet suite. And that was what we called ourselves. And <laughs> it was our whole identity for freshman year. And then, you know, time passes. I think I keep in touch with maybe one or two of those people still. There were like 12 of us. Yeah. But like their door was always unlocked. People would just randomly be playing PlayStation or drinking or whatever. And it was just always the place to be. And it was communal. And I, I miss it. I still yeah. made friends, really, since we got to Albany. I mean, I have acquaintances, but... Not those kinds of friends, you know what I but mean? But y'all are kind of like moving around all the time, so it's, you know, you're rarely yeah. there consistently for two weekends in a row, you know, so it's it's We don't know. Tough. It's Friday night. We don't know if we're going to go to Boston or Buffalo or not this weekend. <laughs> so I'll tell you next week. I have no idea. TBD. Yeah. Um, Amanda says, I lived on a great street with lovely neighbors except the one house across the street from me, which was a disaster. It caught fire once. An old hippie dude who lived there never even moved out. He just kept living there in squalor. He eventually passed away, and it sat empty until it caught fire again, and this time it fully burned down. A nice family finally got the property and built a new house. I recently moved away from that neighborhood, and I do miss my neighbors. My new place doesn't seem as friendly. Yeah, kind of happens. You kind of find your sweet spot. I mean, truly, there's been times where Dave and I have thought about moving, um, because I I said this on the show because we want a different layout, but I would miss kind of the neighborhood a lot so for now we're here um laura says i'm gonna say that we have the best neighbors we live on a compound with eight houses u.s embassy housing and accra uh and our neighbors were so welcoming and lovely a subset of us hang out all the time i went to one neighbor's uh wedding in california yes from ghana and we will definitely be hanging out when we're back in dc this coming winter i love them to pieces i also feel like sometimes uh, this is sounds like i'm saying they're not really friends but i do feel like um, when you're like a captive audience, it sort of forces you to be like, okay, this is what we got right now. And it's lucky if you have somebody that you really, really like. This could totally be a sitcom on CBS. Um, totally. Like the the embassy housing block in Accra. Yeah. Because um, you could get like the NCIS guest spot coming through. Yeah. Um, some, some sort of FBI that's not in America for some reason. <laughs> um, and And all the goofy ones too, like, the, the two broke girls, are they still a thing? I feel like they could pop in on vacation somehow. Sure, um, sure. On a, on a mix-up, uh, like a flight <laughs> mistake of some kind. So yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. First of all, Laura, you're bragging a little much to remind yes. us. that yeah, relax. That, yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> um, you know, I just was listening. I have not watched it, but there's a sh- new show on Max that was directed by, or that I guess is showrunner. It's, it's not TV, it's Max. Max. Um, and it's it's by Steven Soderbergh. So I'm like, okay, I'm interested. I like Steven Soderbergh. And it's about following a woman who's, it seems like it's in the lines of Homeland. It's like an investigator who's like kind of crazy, but she's brilliant or whatever. But she doesn't work for, you know, the CIA. She doesn't work for the FBI or NCIS. She works for the U.S. Postal Service, like as their investigative services, which I guess like, sure, there's some crimes that are committed by mail. I mean, yeah, mail fraud. But I didn't. I don't know. It just is like a new, um, a new bureau that I hadn't thought of. Well, nobody had heard of NCIS before. James no, spun it no, off so no. So. My favorite, my favorite part of blank check 
which I know I talk about too much, but when they were talking about NCIS one time randomly and their producer was like, wait, naval crimes? And they were like, yes, it's naval. Yes, that's what it stands for. And he's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> There's in the early seasons. I mean, even Sam and I have given up on NCIS. I have not watched NCIS in, in the last several seasons, but there's an early ep- couple of episodes where they brush up against the Coast Guard version of NCIS. Mm. And it's because there's an attractive woman and a, and a quick love interest with like the agent that runs that division. Got it. And it's your redhead. Yeah, exactly. And it did make <laughs> me wonder like, is this a, is this a backdoor pilot for Coast Guard investigative, whatever? <laughs> are we going to get, are we going to get the Coast Guard version of the show? It never happened. But I do wonder if they plant those seeds thinking like, eh, if she's popular, maybe we yeah, can make it pop. Yeah. I mean, we did six seasons in New Orleans with Quantum Leap. So why not? Why I not? Anyway. I know. Chris O'Donnell and L. Cool J are like multimillionaires now for yeah. Los Angeles. So, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. The cops this- were on to something after all. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, okay, this one, uh, trigger warning, because this is a little bit dark. Um, yes. As she says, FYI, this one's a little dark, trigger warning, sexual assault. Um, I've never been one uh, who got to know their neighbors at all. And it, it, it didn't go well the time I actually did become friends with one. I had been living in Santiago, Chile for about a year when a new group was coming in to start to the startup accelerator I was already a part of. I recommended the agency I rented through to the incoming group and a couple of Brazilian guys ended up living across the hall from me. I became particularly good friends with one of them, a guy about my age with a pregnant long-term partner and toddler back in Brazil. And we used to hang out a lot as we were part of the same friend group and he liked to host people at the time. As an introvert, I was invited far more than I appeared. But um, one night after everyone left to go out and I was going home, he trapped me up against the wall and kept trying to touch me and kiss me and get me to go to his bedroom. Luckily, I was not impaired and I eventually got myself out of there. But I could never be around him in the same way again. I'm also ashamed of myself for playing it as nice as I did in the situation. But misogyny, harassment and sexual assault are even worse in South America than the U.S. And I guarantee he didn't think he did was doing anything threatening or wrong nor would most men oh i'm so sorry lane that's awful and don't feel don't feel bad because you just have to get out of the situation how you have to get out of it it just is the way it is it sucks i mean you i you wish you could like punch the person or tell them like what's up like how much how fucked up it is but like one you're in a different culture like you said where this is more acceptable maybe but um also i you know i don't know what he looks like i don't really know what you like besides your facebook but it's like a lot of times men are bigger than women and and stronger so it's like i you have to kind of play nice to get out of it and it's just kind of the way it is and it sucks it totally sucks yeah i'm sorry you didn't just knee him in the nads knock yeah. him down throw him down a flight of stairs basically yeah, yeah seriously yeah I, that's i know that's what you were feeling Anyway, um, not to not end that, but uh, but yeah, <laughs> neighbors come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> you know what? Do you remember? I was thinking about this. There was a um, a reality show that I remember seeing advertised. This must have been like ten or it wasn't that long ago, but maybe like two thousand seven or something. And it was like help pick a neighbor. So it was this like whole thing. It was like, we're going to decide on who our neighbor is going to be in this. And it was a reality show. Like the neighborhood is going to decide on who their new neighbor is going to be. And then all of a sudden they were like, wait, 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 wait. This is against the law. Like you can't, you can't do that. Like you can't judge who you like the best to be your neighbor. That's not how um, this works in this country. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it, 
it used to work that way in oh, lots totally. of in this country. Yes. yes. I know Dave was telling me, he was like, yeah, in Milton where he grew up, he was like, they used to not post um, like for sale signs because they didn't want to advertise to black people. So yeah. they would just be word of mouth. And then I was like, no, you have to post a sign. Like you have, you have to, unless it's like a pocket listing or whatever, but you have to post a sign. You cannot keep it a secret. Just, they only talked about it at the cricket, uh, like ma- cricket, the, uh, <laughs> like the polo match or at, yes, uh, yes. just, you know, only, uh, white people settings. Yeah. Um, I found it. It's called welcome to the neighborhood TV series, an unaired American reality television series planned for broadcast by ABC. Yes. Set to premiere in 2005 for a six-episode run, although it was abruptly removed from the ABC <laughs> schedule only 10 days before its planned broadcast, filmed in Circle C Ranch. <gasps> really? I didn't know that. Oh, my God. That's, like, basically my neighborhood. It's not, but it's, like, it's where my boss lives. I was going to say, it's the rich neighborhood it, near your near neighborhood. Near me, the, yes. The series depicted a group of seven diverse families in competition for a $300,000 house. Now, keep in mind, that was in oh, 2005 God. money. Yeah. In order to win the house, the families were required to compete in a series of interviews, competitions, and social interactions in order to get approval of the three conservative white families that resided in the neighborhood. And they're like, no, 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 no. We cannot. We can't do this. Oh, no, we can't do this. Oh, this is remarkable. I just, who this thought is, this was a good idea up until? This is when it was like, what can you think of to, for a reality show? Like, what is, like can we make like a homeless person look like a prince and trick everybody? You know, it was like that, like, or like Milf Island or whatever. It was like, what can we make like the worst horrible thing? And we can make it a reality show and make it popular. Joe millionaire. And they, they just went a little bit too far with this one. Well, I, I wonder these tapes must exist somewhere, right? Oh, they have to because they fully like produced yeah, it. Yeah, it was completely done. The series also experienced backlash from right wing activists who claimed it was unbalanced against conservatives. God. Sure. Making them look bad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Fair Housing Act violations. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cited in here. Oh, my uh, God. That's this like, do you remember? There was also a, uh, like, a, there was a reality show, like, putting children on an island, and, like, it was basically, like, Lord of the Flies, and they aired a couple of episodes, and then they were like, we can't. This is, like, child abuse. We can't do this. My, see, my knowledge of reality, uh, defunct reality shows is deep. Oh man, um, we'll never um, we'll never go full deep on Simpsons here because we just aren't like we aren't equipped for it. But no. um, one of my favorite episodes of The Simpsons ever is called Dust Bus, and it's it's a parody of Dust Boot, yeah. <laughs> and it is basically the kids get stranded on an island and relive Lord of the Flies. Oh my god, and it's remarkable. This one was called Kid Nation. And only lasted one seat. Where the, yeah. All right. All right. Well, listen, we need Jeremy well, back for some more uh, uh, below deck nonsense. So we'll, we'll oh, have Kid another Oh, Kid Nation reality. is now a website that offers high quality, kid safe, wholesome content for kids. Speaking of content for kids, and then we'll get back to the voicemails. I know because we got stuff coming from Ann yes. Minor. Um, sorry, Ann. I just, um, <laughs> I keep getting Instagram ads for Mike Huckabee's children's books. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this, and I'm afraid to give it, uh, like... Uh, Any error time? Yeah, what's it? It's called The Kid's Guide, is his series. And he's got a bunch of them, and it's like The Kid's Guide to Climate Change, The Kid's Guide to President Trump. Oh, God. And it, it, it's awful. Hold on a second. I'm going to find more of these titles. The Kid's Guide, Mike Huckabee. 
I was going to sign my godkids up for them as a joke for their parents. And then <laughs> so I thought to myself, evil. I'm afraid to even have them come to the mail. No, do not. Don't. The Kid's Guide to Fighting Socialism. The oh, Kid's God. Guide to Free Speech and Cancel Culture. Ew. Yep. The Kid's Guide to Fake uh, Media Bias and Fake News. Ew. And then there are some that are like, they masquerade as actual like, America blasts off. It's a space themed one. How to have fun without breaking the bank. Like the problem is that some of these look like legitimate yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's like and financial then, literacy, but right. not really. Mike Ew. Huckabee and his team at the Kids Guide have put together these informative books on how to help educate kids across the country on social causes that matter. Oh God. And he's brainwashing our children. <laughs> Remember when, didn't Luke, like, interview him? I think he did. Did he? I don't remember I feel that. like he did. But it was, like, maybe before TBTL started. I feel like that was one of his, um, I think it was a long time ago. I mean, I like I they remember... played ping pong together. I don't know why this is something that's bubbling in my brain. Yeah. I have memories of Mike Huckabee not being, like, the no, he wasn't. of scary people. He was, like, more affable before. I mean, it's like, it's like Lindsey um, Graham. Like, he wasn't. You mean before total... he turned purple? Like he's yes. just a mummy of his <laughs> self now? Yeah. He was, I mean, listen, I'm never going to vote for him. I would never vote for him. But I was like, well, okay, whatever. Like he seems like a reasonable person. We just like disagree on some things. But now it's like, I think you're a bad person. Yeah. Yep. Oh, these are terrifying. Yeah. And for some reason, I keep getting Instagram ads for them. Ugh. As if a Mike Huckabee knows how to use Instagram. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. Um, anyway. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes. And Miner sent us not one, but two voicemails. You didn't think we'd get the second one in time, Ann Miner. Ha! ha we got it. Um, all right. We'll play number one here. Hey, Tishi. This is Ann Miner. Let's start with the good neighbors. We moved to our house in December of 2020. We had, at the time, a toddler. And I was a full-time parent while my spouse worked 12-hour graveyard shifts. We live in a place where it snows a lot. Not as much as Buffalo, but a lot. On either side of us, we had retired couples. I almost never had to shovel the driveway because when it snowed, the neighbors to one side would fire up the snowblower, and in the classic call and response, the neighbors on the other side would fire up theirs. They would start at their houses and meet in the middle at mine. I always felt awkward about it, but it was so appreciated and so kind. Fast forward to the bad. Both sets of original neighbors decamped for milder climates, and one of the houses sold to a single woman. That house does not, and never has had, parking in front. When the original neighbors were snowblowing, they were blowing a walkway. They actually parked at the other neighbor's house. New neighbor turned up on our doorstep with a cherry pie and a proposition. The proposition was that she would pay half to pour a parking pad for our houses to share, which would be entirely on our property. We declined, partly because that was a ridiculous offer, but also because it would have been a nightmare to navigate in the winter. But wait, there's more. This led to a property line dispute, which was only resolved in our favor because we actually did know once we hired and paid for a surveyor. We now have completely new neighbors on both sides, and honestly, we are probably the nightmare neighbors, but only because my spouse gets overly attached to the yarrow and sweet peas that are technically weeds, and I just don't have the time or interest to do the gardening shit that would make us look civilized. 
So there you go. Small town life. Um, Bobby, I feel like you can relate to some of um, the stuff that she's going through a little bit. Oh, or I that can't. she went through. But I know, I know, I know you can't really discuss, but I thought of you. Because I thought about how stressed I would be if I was in litigation with a neighbor. But, you know. Yeah. How do they put it? Um, how, how do like um, big companies put it when they have to release a, pl- a press statement? Uh, due to uh, current litigation, Pending litigation, I cannot comment. <laughs> At this yes. time, yes, yes, but uh, yes, I will comment for you all as soon as I, I can, I guess. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that sucks. And then, uh, follow up one that we got right in the nick of time. Hey, it's Ann Miner again, and I'm sure you've already recorded for the week, but I just thought about another terrible neighbor in my sophomore year of college. My boyfriend and I had to escape a group house. Wonderful friends, loved several of them to this day, but it was not a good living situation. Plus, we had to pay for an extra room so that it didn't appear that we were living together, which of course we were. I'm going to leave out details on that, but please know that they are salacious. So we moved mid-year, which is not a great time to apartment hunt in a college town, and we ended up in an absolute dump of a furnished apartment. There was a terrible ongoing domestic violence situation upstairs, and next door there was a loud 24-7 party. I was suffering from frequent splitting headaches, and the stereo volume next door was often so loud we couldn't hear ourselves talk. We would try to go next door and knock and ask that it be turned down, but often they couldn't hear the knocking, and a few times we called the cops. They were white bros, but I'm still not sure if I would take the same approach today. Calling the cops was usually met with hostility, and one technique they repeated was setting off firecrackers outside our bedroom window in the middle of the night. It was terrible. The apartment manager couldn't or wouldn't do anything about it, so eventually we rented a new apartment and then a U-Haul and loaded up in the middle of the night and left without any forwarding order. The end. Well, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I thought about holding that second one so that we just air it at the end as a post log, but now this is good. We'll just do no. it here. No, no, we got it. We have to marry them together. Ugh. Oh, yeah. It sucks. I mean, sometimes I do. I, I Like I said, I love my neighbors, but sometimes I would like to live on a little island where I didn't have to deal with anybody, yep. see anybody's backyard. Ugh, gross. So this is good. I'm going to roll right into medium talk here with the T-She follow-up yes. files because my first set of follow-up files are all about neighbor talk. I was very sorry to miss the Neighbor Talk episode. Um, it's been a crazy couple of months. I'm sure people are catching on. Um, but uh, I have a couple of different eras of just general neighbor stories. I've told some of these before, but like when I was a kid and my mom was working and my grandmother was crazy and also traveling a lot for work and I was basically a latchkey kid. <laughs> if we ever locked the doors, I would have had a key. Um the neighbors in my grandmother's neighborhood right near our house basically did a lot of raising me, like not Mm. all of raising me, but a lot of raising me. And the two sets of elderly neighbors who were most involved were the Austins um, and Betty Austin, especially who worked at the Burger King in the village, not far from our house. And I would in the summertime walk or ride my bike to the Burger King and catch her on her coffee break. Cause she worked the morning into lunch shift, meet her on her break. And she would, I, I now realize just steal me a breakfast sandwich, basically. Yeah. And we would just hang out on her break and I would get a free meal out of it. And we were friendly. Um, 
And that was like the highlight of my day was going to see her and get free free Burger King. Hell yeah. Uh, which I probably did like three times a week and irritated the hell out of everybody there. And then, of course, right next door, the Bowsers, who were the um, right wing Christian motorcycle gang. <laughs> the Christian I Motorcycle mean, Association. Sure. And I used to ride around in Ken Bowser's uh, uh, sidecar on his old Harley. Like they they didn't drive like the the sexy ones. They drove like the big ones with all the gear pockets and shit on them, and would go all across the country. And then they would occasionally fly to other countries like Guatemala or something and help give out Bibles and motorcycle parts to evangelicals. <laughs> I still have some maracas around here from Nicaragua that were a gift when I was a child from them that they brought back for me while they were flying Bibles under the cover of night. Well, you know, got to do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah. So these are the people who helped raise me. And they they sent me off to their, their, you know, Bible camp at their church every summer. But joke's on them. I didn't get converted into (laughs) conservative evangelical Christianity. All I did was eat all their snacks. Hey, listen, that's like the best part of, yeah. you know, just get the snacks and be like, yep, yep. I, uh, I believe in all this. Bye. Yeah. Um, so then other neighbor things, um, Mayfair Lane obviously is complicated. So I'll actually just give a quick construction update because this has been going on for years now, but Mayfair Lane, the historic elevated slate lane and garden beds that connect all these houses in Buffalo of which ours is one is now officially under reconstruction to the tune of like $2 million plus Um, they've ripped everything up. Um, The day one of the construction workers was starting to work on the lower level of the, of the concrete and literally put his leg through it was the day I felt vindicated that we were doing the right thing by getting it repaired. You're like, yes, see for everybody who swore it wasn't that bad. And it's so crumbly that this guy almost fell through it. Yep. Yep. Um, so that work is ongoing now and almost everybody's on board now. I think now everybody's just eager to get it over with. Yeah. Yeah. But they've, um, they've gone to the acceptance stage of grief. I, I have been comparing it to that for like a year and a half now. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. We got through the anger and the denial and now we're just at the acceptance and yeah. ready move to throw on. a really good party when it's all over. Yeah. Um, and the only problem there now is we get random mail delivered there, and then I don't know if it's there or not, and that's a whole problem. And the woman who was renting our house for a couple of years and moved out recently gets every fucking catalog. <laughs> um, what is it? Hammaker, Schlemmaker? That's how oh, it's yeah. pronounced. But like, uh, yeah, she got one of those, which I actually enjoyed flipping through. I felt like I was on an airplane ten years ago. <laughs> yes. Um, she gets like middle-aged and old lady fashion so like it's a whole catalog of one piece swimsuits like soft surroundings one time i bought one thing of makeup there and now i get a soft surroundings catalog almost constantly i forget did i send you the picture of all the fucking catalogs like because it was like two weeks after she moved out and i went and there were 30 catalogs piled up in the jesus yeah where did she move just like halfway across town i think she just didn't give a forwarding address Oh, well. I don't think she ever got real mail at our house. I think she only got catalogs. Well, I mean, honestly, like, I am I have a friend that's out of town, and Bridget slash me is, uh, we're getting her mail for her, um, and I, I'm slightly nosy and just seeing if there's anything, and it's almost all crap. Like, it's not any of it. I mean, she's been gone for three weeks now, and I think she's got one piece of, like, legitimate mail. 
Yeah, I mean, so. and you know me, I love the post office. I, I love mail. But this moment is killing me. I finally just took a giant stack out to the recycle and yeah. last time I was out there and I'm just I'll find a picture. I won't make it the show picture because that's depressing, but I'll post it maybe if I can find let me see if I can find some of the titles. Because <laughs> it was it was aggressive, the amount of mail. Now, now I'm scrolling through my phone. This is going to make great radio. Because uh, I got four years of pictures of this house. Um, here we go. We've got um, Print Fresh, Wake Up in Paradise. It appears to be all pajamas. Beyond Yoga. Something called Gorsuch. Oh, that Beyond Yoga is good. Gorsuch, which is not Gorsuch, get away. Which I think is just a kicker. Um, okay. The Fold. Something Ooh. called AYR, all year round. Mm. Should I have sent these to you? No. No. Rails, summer 2023, which I would think Ooh. would be hardcore pornography, but no. It's, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, ridiculous. All of this ridiculous. There's so many more, but they're they're layered under in the stack. Um, just, oh my God. Anyway, uh, where was I? Oh, yes, Mayfair Lane. And then I, I wanted to tell you that I figured out the secret to success, which is living in a commercial district. So the pet supply store downstairs closes at 7. Yes. We have ample parking because it's literally a parking lot. The only problem I have is that a couple of days ago, there's a 5G tower right behind our building. You're going to get cancer. I haven't gotten COVID again yet. <laughs> um, but I think one of their cooling fans blew yesterday because there was a giant exploding sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went down there and something was making like a rattling noise. And so I called the emergency number on the fence. And I think they came. It stopped. But like I can walk next door to a grocery store. So my neighbors now are a grocery store. A couple of takeout restaurants, a Chinese place, a Thai place. Um, there's a bowling alley across the street I still haven't been in, but it's there. I've got a gas station and then a McDonald's on the other side. And I mean, behind me, there's a diner that's only open for breakfast and lunch Monday through Friday. Ooh. Kind of kind of my dream. Yeah, I was like, this kind of seems ideal, honestly. I get but... my Sunday paper delivered to the door. I walk to the grocery store for food. I can go back, back for cash-only breakfast. It's kind of like the perfect situation because you have like the setting of a city, but it's like in a quieter yeah, it's suburbia. There's a yeah. there's an old rail trail behind us that's really really nice, and we can cool. go on it and walk or ride bikes, and it's right there. And it cool. hooks all the way up to the Erie Canal track. I I can actually get all the way from there to Buffalo if I want to on that trail. Really? Yep. How long would that take? I, well, people do it, but it's you know it's a couple hundred miles. Do people like people like bike it and stuff yeah. like intense? Yeah. That is so. cool though. Anyway, there you go. Uh, that's the Mayfair to Del Mar move. <laughs> Pipeline. Um, I've got a few more recent shows that I missed things, but do you want to do some of yours? Sure. Um, sorry, don't mind me. I was just seeing if I could Google map uh, walking directions from Del Mar to um, Buffalo. But anyway, I'll get back to that. <laughs> um, I was looking through the shows I had not been on, and it's not a ton, but um, there was one that it was like small things that make you happy. And I was like really trying to think about just the stuff that like throughout the day just kind of sparks a little bit of joy in me. Um, the thing, A, number one. Okay, so my schedule in the morning on a typical day as I wake up, the kids are here. They're not like camp or whatever. I wake up. I may go downstairs. I make them um, breakfast. And then I work out on my little like 
whatever, my little system that I have here for 30 minutes or so. And then my favorite part of the day, I get so excited. I pour my coffee with like, you know, a cup of creamer, my hazelnut creamer (laughs) that I buy a vat of, you know, every couple of weeks. Sure. And I come upstairs. I sit on the edge of my bed. Okay, caveat. It's really been thrown since the kids have been, like, they're not in school. Not because of the kids, but because Dave is, like, still in bed or he's still doing his stuff. When the kids are in school, he's already, like, out. He's, like, taking a shower. He's done all of his stuff. But sometimes he's still lying in bed. And I'm like, this is really interrupting my time right now. Which my time consists of drinking coffee coffee on the edge of the bed and playing my games. Meaning, I have, like, six games that I play. I play a variety of uh, geography games that we've discussed, like, Worldle and some other ones. Um, and then, obviously, Wordle. And then I take a shower. I just love that little time. Like, it takes about 15 minutes. And it's my little time before getting ready for work. And it makes me so happy. And it's so silly. It's just as like I'm drinking coffee and I'm... But it's like my one time that I don't have to think about anything except what the... You know, now I know. Now I will remember that the capital of Ghana is Accra. Like, I sort of know that in part of my head, but like now I compare it with it. So it's... Anyway, it's very enjoyable to me. Um, And then... This is so stupid, but I have like a sick obsession with the Doña Salsa from Taco Deli, which if you can get a handle on it, you should. If you ever fly to the Austin airport, they have a taco deli in the airport, and you can get, like, a vat of it. I And your past on- security so you can travel with it even though it's yes, a liquid. Yes. Yeah. I love it so much. Like, I am sad right now because I'm out of it. I get, like... I get there's a couple stores nearby my office that sell it. So I'll go walk over there, even though I think they charge a little bit too much for it. Whole Foods sells it. Anyway, I love it. I put it on everything. I mean, obviously not sweet things, but like whatever, like seriously, whatever. I mean, like Anne says, I like my food wet. So I will pour it on. Well, obviously eggs. I mean, that's a number one, but like anything Mexican, which honestly, if I'm being honest, most of the food I cook for my family is Mexican ish like that just is where I well it's just your heritage yeah yeah but it's just kind of like I think it's easier I know everybody's gonna like it so it's just what I cook and I just douse it oh I love it so much so those are the two things that I thought about that make me happy um and I'm gonna go get some donia when we're done with this so I can put it on whatever I'm gonna have for dinner I've had it and I'm jealous that I don't mm. think I could get it anywhere near here I know I've like searched around and I'm surprised that they haven't you know, Torchies expanded really quickly. Like, I mean, they're not in New York, I don't think, but they're pretty wide. I, their map is expanding quickly. Taco Deli is still pretty local. I mean, I know there's some in Austin. I mean, there's some in Dallas and I think probably Houston, but I still think it's mostly Texas-based. Um, anyway, I love it have, so much. Have you tried any of the copycat recipes? Because now, of course, my Instagrams or my, my Google results I haven't. I mean, I probably could, but then I can just buy it. So whatever. I've tried like different green salsas. This is just like a creamy green salsa. There's an H-E-B yeah. salsa that's called that green salsa that's good. It's not the same thing, though. Like, it's good. It's just not the same thing. And I, 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 I want it to be creamy. I don't want it to be, like, thin. I mean, I'm so I have it up on Amazon. It's not available on Amazon, but at some point it was probably through, like, Amazon Fresh or something. Sure, sure. And it has jalapeno peppers canola oil, kosher salt, and garlic. That's it. That's all that's in it. I know. It it can't be hard to make it all. It can't and be that hard. There's definitely times where it is 
I can, it's way spicier and I'm, I can handle spice. Like I said, I have odd confidence about my spice. Um, I, 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 I've said this before. I, I, there's two delusional things about me, many more, but two that I can really list out. One is that I think I could easily, um, squat like over 300 pounds. And like, I think when people do it and they're all cheering for them, I'm like, I feel like that's easy. (laughs) Number one. Number two, I think that if I went on hot ones, I could like really get through it. And Dave's like, you don't know, like the ones that they're giving them at the end are like psychotic. Like they're so hot. I'm like, but I have a really good tolerance for spice. He was like, and Dave has a really good tolerance for spice. And he's like, no, even I couldn't do it. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. I feel like these people are babies. They're like Rory. I have, oh, poor boy. <laughs> no. I, I have multiple follow-ups I need here. First, <laughs> we should do a Tishi Hot Ones where we just Ooh, do the show should. but successively eat hotter shit. <laughs> yes. You know who should be in charge of it? Jeremy. Like, he needs to be oh the my one God. deciding. Because yeah. he'll yeah. find us half a dozen hot sauces that are that are uh, named, like, the devil's anus They're, they're like, illegal. They're, like, illegal in the United States, yeah. but he somehow found <laughs> Yeah, because they're sold in the same gas stations where he buys these beverages that are yes. terrifying. Yes. Uh, and then my other deviation is, as long as we're talking about, it's sort of a condiment, I'm still pissed about the, um, the shortage that's causing the sriracha shortage. I know. We, we I know. Have, we have half a bottle of sriracha in the fridge still. I don't like sriracha as much because there's something about it when it ferments the way they make it yeah i'm not wild about yeah but i like the same brand chili garlic sauce which is basically the same thing but not pureed as creamy and not fermented oh it's just a chunkier version of it that's less funky yeah yeah, yeah. and i have been living on it for years and i cannot buy it anywhere and there are that's... other brands that make it and terrible they're not as good. I mean, no. that's the thing. Sometimes you, some, they're just not as good. There's just like a magic to whatever brand that you. It's the Hoi Fung. It's the brand that every every guy in college yeah. has the cock sauce t-shirt. Yes, of course. One. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and the problem is that Sriracha is going to be the priority when they do get. Yes. A yes. supply back. So it's going to take even longer to get the stuff I like. Anyway, I put a map of the Empire State Trail in your. Oh, good. Thank you the, so much. In the thing. <laughs> so, yeah. And the one that's right near Albany goes literally right behind our building. That's so cool. Some of it is on road, but most of it's like nice trail because it it runs along the Erie Canal and the places where it still exists. That's so cool. And you can theoretically get from New York City, from the harbor all the way up to Albany and then over to Buffalo. That's so cool. Hmm. All right. Very cool. Where were we? Oh, Uh, yes. Memories. Uh, Oh, wait. Time out real quick. I'm sorry. I'm looking because I'm dumb about New York and where things are in New York. Were you affected at all by any of the floods? So we weren't, although there are some areas around here that get, did get washed out a little bit South of us in the Hudson Valley, sort of between where I am in New York city. They got fucked. I mean, real bad. We're also not that far from some of the parts of Vermont that got That's really what I was hosed. looking at because we had to call we called Dave's um relatives that live in South Royalton and they were like, We're okay, but yeah, some of the roads got washed out. Where his grandmother lived, I think it got totally washed out. Yeah, it's because they're all like bad. dirt roads. Like they're it's not like a super paved situation. Um Jeremy uh Ayers, who made the TBTL mugs that were given mm-hmm. away a few years ago as a mm-hmm. as a giveaway. Um, he lives in a part of Vermont that has just been clobbered. And, um, I know that he's posted, yeah, here, July 11th, Jeremy posted on his Facebook, just kayaked up to the house. 
Oh my god. First floor made it unscathed by six inches. The basement, however, is flooded. Just... I mean, I don't know what they're talking about. There is no such thing as climate change. Everything is fine. It uh-huh. is uh, like it's been 107 degrees here. Uh, you know, heat index of like 118. It's totally normal. It's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. So all um, that is to say we we did okay. Uh, good, but just good. by luck, you know, half yeah. an hour south of here, got hit pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, um, do you want to do your next one, or do you want me to double? No, back? I'll go. I'll do. No, I'll do my next one because right. I'll do my actual. I'll do my next two because they're very quick. Um, food prep. I was not on that. I have a complicated relationship with food prep because I, I make dinner most nights of the week. Well, I'll do it. Like I've seen you in your apron. Yes, <laughs> I try to because you know I. Whatever. I, I don't love it, but I want my kids to not just eat. Well, because tonight they're eating. Dave just texted me. I'm making him tacos, which means he's making him Costco tacos that are frozen. And he put them and they're fine. Like, that's fine. Um, and it's not like I'm so psyched about what my kids eat. But I, I do like just to eat together and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I try to make dinner and I do plan it out when I'm doing my big grocery run. And I'm also really psyched. We've talked about this. I'm really crazy about throwing food out. Like, it makes me insane to throw out food. Like, it. I lose my mind. So I really try to use it all. Anyway, that being said, like Saturday, Sunday, I, I like stress out about it. I plan out what we're going to eat. And then by Wednesday, I'm too exhausted. I'm like, Oh, I can't even think about cooking dinner. Like makes, especially when it's so hot outside. I'm like, that makes me want to throw up. I don't even want to eat right now. Um, but the time that I food prep the most is I, um, on Sundays I'll make lunches for at least two days. Now, I work in an area where there's tons of restaurants. And if I went out with the brokers on my team, I don't pay when I go out to eat with them because they make so much more money than I do that I'm not going to pay. Like they could pay for me. It's all good. And they all play blackjack to see who's paying. Like that's the big thing that we do in my office. I know. But so like most of the times I'm, I'll go occasionally because it's like fun, whatever. It's lunch is so expensive. Like I can afford it, but it's like a salad is $18, you know? And so by the time you're done with it, each person is at least $20. Anyway, so I I will go with them occasionally. One, a lot of times I need to get work done. They're doing all their wheeling and dealing. They don't really need to be at their desk. Like, I kind of need to be at my desk getting work done. And, like, it's not like they're putting a gun to my head, but I have deadlines and I need to get them done. And they take forever. I also really like to have lunch by myself like I like to have I've said this before like I like to be at my desk maybe I'll play a game Candy Crush maybe I'll go online shopping or I'll do something for the kids or whatever I just like want to be at my desk eating my little I have like the same salad every week and I love it it's salmon on arugula with with um some onions and some cheese and I'm pretty sure if you lived alone you would just live on a steady diet of salmon I totally would and guess what I put Donia all over it it's so good I'm so excited on Monday I'm like "Mm, this is gonna be so delicious anyway I like it's not hard to make like it's really really easy to make but I every Sunday at like three three is my sad time on Sunday where it's like okay the weekend's over like it's time to start I don't know why three is just like my deadline it's like it's like we need to start like thinking about prepping for the week and getting the laundry done and kind of getting ahead of it. I'm going to start making the salmon and you know, whatever. It just, it, I, so I hate it, but then it's done in 30 minutes. It's not a big deal. So I have a, I'm glad when I do it, but I actually hate it sort of. So 
That's I'm it. picturing the old time to make the donuts commercial, except it's you <laughs> on Sunday at 3 p.m. saying time to make the salmon. I know. Oh, cutting shallots. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> um, and then this is the final thing that I was going to say. This is not show topic. This is just a, a follow-up from, gosh, like a year ago. But um, Bridgie and I, you know, we'd been watching movies together, and I was trying to you know, exposure to some movies. And if I remember we, correctly, she was in this primarily for the popcorn. Oh, 100%. By the way, by the way, as you say this, she came in, she went over to her friend's house when she got home from camp. She came over. I was like doing something in the bathroom. I was just like, not, <laughs> I was like brushing my hair. Like I wasn't doing anything weird. And she was like, mommy, I think that we should have a movie night tonight. And I said, well, I'm, I'm recording, but like y'all can start something and I'll come down and watch with you. She was like, yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking popcorn and some candy. And I was like, well, we have popcorn, but we're not going to go get candy. Because I'm like, I'm not going out to get candy. And she was like, well, I want to do a whole thing. And I'm like, this is all just <laughs> just so she can eat popcorn and candy. Which, like, respect. But also, I was like, get out of here. <laughs> I'm not talking about this. Um, but she um, – we haven't been watching as many movies as we had. But so she's in this, you know, weird phase where she's – you know, not a girl, not yet a woman. <laughs> and so she wants to watch these shows like um, Never Have I Ever or this show called The Summer I Turned Pretty, all of which, of course, because I'm a teenager at heart, I've already watched and the new seasons were coming out and she really wanted to watch it. And I said, well, you can watch, but you have to watch with me, um, which is so funny because, you know, I fully watched 90210 the first time around and I was her age like I was in fifth or sixth grade Mm -hmm. and my it's not like my mom was like you have to watch this with me I mean my mom had no interest in watching (laughs) I don't know with me I just watched it by myself but so we're watching it together and it is weird like especially because they're on Netflix there or I guess uh, the summer I turned pretty is on prime but it it's good it's a fun soapy show but I'm like god they cuss a lot and it's pretty frank about sex stuff. There's no nudity or anything, but it is. Pr- I mean, it's probably realistic as, or to some degree, as like how a 16 year old would be. And that's only five years away, but it's just like, ooh. there's a couple of things she's asked me about. Like, what's an orgasm? And I'm like, I don't want to answer this. Like, I don't mind talking about sex, but I'm like, how do I explain this? And you told her it's imaginary and move on. <laughs> It'll never happen. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's asked me a couple other questions and I'm like, I mean, it's good. I'm glad I'm there to answer them as awkwardly and fumbly as I do. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little interesting, but we should do a, we should do an episode sometime where we just give the talk <laughs> oh, God. and then it's just a standalone. And then parents, when the time is right, can just say, it's time for you. Like move over, uh, <laughs> all of the other books that have been, you know, and instead we're just gonna. I'm just going to have the time. Here you go. Listen to Tishi. Yeah, my parents, uh, like, because I had older brothers and sisters, I, like, knew what sex was. I mean, it wasn't whatever. I found out by, like, osmosis. I don't ever remember somebody telling me. It was just sort of, you know, I just absorbed it. But I remember watching, I must have been in seventh grade, and we were watching an episode of Roseanne where Darlene got felt up by Johnny Galecki, like, her boyfriend and Roseanne and Dan walked in and it was like a whole kind of you know it was like a scandal or whatever because they were in the house and I remember my mom like when the show was over she looked over at me and she said do you want to ask us any questions about sex and I was like no and I just ran out of the room <laughs> <laughs> oh, so the, what I'm thinking is to counteract Mike Huckabee <laughs> which I'm sure he could put out a book you know for the the truth about women's orgasms 
<laughs> which we should. <laughs> Don't die. We're going to finish the show. We can do a line of Tishy like after school special episodes. <laughs> Me and my body. We could get some sort of grant from the Biden administration for yeah, this. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We're good kids. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that you're raising a, a young woman. Um, I know. I know. It's complicated. I mean, if Will can do it, you can do it. But. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> All right, I have a couple of other stray notes. The first one is is wonderfully apropos of this, which is uh, there was a recent mention of the burlesque show Empire Strips Back, which actually crossed multiple episodes, so I wasn't for some of this. But I just, the other day, I was telling someone about the Empire Strips Back because um, in orchestra world, you basically can automatically have a great selling show if you just do the music of Star Wars. And yeah. we were batting around trying to figure out how much it would cost to do the live to film of empire strikes back where you play it. And this movie is showing over your heads on the screen over the stage. They're cool. very expensive. You'd be shocked to know that Disney does a great job of milking all the money out of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so they're fun, but you almost lose money on them if you're not careful, but it did just make me make an empire strips back joke at work. <laughs> and then I got thinking about, um, London, Ontario, where I spent a lot of my summer childhood time. Uh, and there was a strip club there called Famous Flesh Gordons. <laughs> which finally got shut down a few years ago because they lost their oh, liquor man. license. Oh. <laughs> but there was a bakery that uh, everybody liked uh, right next to Famous Flesh Gordons. And so all the guys in the family would argue over who was going to go get like the dinner rolls or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Also, just wanted to touch on more symphony talk, actually. I was shocked. I take a week off the show, and a whole section of an episode turns into advocacy for attending your local symphony orchestra <laughs> because of <laughs> Meredith and Gregory going to see the Final Fantasy show in Detroit. Those concerts are awesome. They don't really create a ton of new audience for orchestras because most of those people are not going to turn around and buy tickets to, like, yeah. a Brahms, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we are doing... We're just finishing up the paperwork to contract video games live as a concert in October. And so one, I'm stoked because it's all like the problem I have is my board all thinks it's like for kids. And I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. This is nostalgia oh, porn. No, this God. is 80s, 90s. Like and it's Gen X, elder millennial. Like exactly. Sweet spot. People who have disposable income finally. Yep. So yep. if anyone wants to come out the, the weekend of October 7th and 8th for a movie music night and video games live, let me know. Cause we're going to have a whole film festival weekend and it's going to be awesome. So cool. We're on that film music festival. That's yeah. the plan. That's cool. Uh, and finally, another thing about work. A um, few episodes ago, we had an episode about AI and AI integrating into our lives. Um, I was telling you before we started today, we had a big grant application due this week. And one of the prompts for this was to build a detailed project planning timeline for some outdoor concerts for summer 2024 along the Erie Canal. And I kind of know what that looks like, and we've done that many times, but I just needed, like, a, like I needed a diagram to fill. Like, it was a lot easier to not start from scratch because I was in a hurry. So I took our narrative for the grant, dumped it into ChatGPT, and said to it, for this grant application, based on the following narrative, can you please build me a month-by-month -month timeline of project planning from july 2023 through execution in july in july 2024 and 
damned if it didn't do a better fucking job than I would have. Wow. Well. Building, like, these bullet points by month of, like, meet with local stakeholders and get permits pulled and do site visits and start rehearsals. And, like, some of them are in the wrong places for what we need. Yeah, you have to review it. I mean, yeah, I, you, I yeah. edited it. I mean, I, I overhauled it quite heavily, actually. But the fact that it just started me with that structure probably saved me an hour. Well, that's the thing. Like, when I always say I hate a blank page, like, it stresses me out. And I, I feel like my brain goes also blank. But when you give a prompt, then it's like, okay, I can do it from now. Like, now I can take this someplace. Yeah, it's always a lot easier to say that something is wrong than to write something that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I've, I've had bosses like that through the years. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, uh, that is uh, some of what we needed to follow up on in yeah. the Tishi follow-up file. Yeah, I'm sure there's more. We can think oh, of more. There's always uh, more. Reality shows that were canceled before their time. <laughs> I, we got to try to find the tapes on. Uh, question yeah. of the week. What should I do with my $40 in Staples credits? Best answer wins. As long as it doesn't go over, I will do it. Do you have a... Okay, so there's a podcast I listen to called um, Ask Rana, and it's too hard to just... It's an actress, comedian, who plays a character named Rana, who's from Marblehead. Um, The woman is actually from the Boston area, but so she does a fantastic accent. Anyway, she is always talking on the... So it's like, it bridges this, like... She's playing a character, but then she'll give like sort of real advice on things. And but she always talks about the CBS, CBS extra. You know, like I know you get the long receipts all the time. She's like, get the app. You have so many credits in there, you would be astounded. I'm like, I need to download the CBS app and see what credits we have because I feel like there's stuff that we're not using. Oh, probably. Um, I mean, Dave's a big CBS guy. I guess they were like the staple in uh, Massachusetts. I I don't know. I, well, they I are. Know. I mean, they're, yeah, in Mass, they're everywhere. And Sam yeah. and I use the same rewards account for Staple yes. or for CVS. And so we're, we're an hour into the show and the walls are <laughs> thick. She's not listening. Um, I'll put this delicately. Um, there's a CVS across from one of the hospitals where Sam works in mm-hmm. downtown Boston, right? Right where uh, she's at Mass General and yeah. uh, at MGH there, rather. And um, uh, I can tell if she's having um, <laughs> yes. a rough day, which is put yes. it that way. If I if I just see um, around lunchtime, just like Dove chocolate, Dove chocolate, Dove chocolate. <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, yes, I see. I see. I see. I'll just get a receipt that'll come through to my email at like 1230 on a Tuesday. And I'm like, okay. All right. Okay. All right. I know what I'm dealing with here. Oh, you know, it's good. I did actually tell. You know what? Sometimes it's good to be honest. The other day, Troy, who I work with, was asking what I thought about a dispute he was having about a commission. And I was like burn the bridge, burn it down. Like he was like, should I be nice or should I? And I'm like, burn the fucking bridge down. You deserve it. Like you earned that. And I was like, I have to tell you, I'm a little PMSy right now. So I'm just being a little bit honest. <laughs> Probably if you asked me in a week, I'd be like, eh, let it slide. No big deal. So yeah, it changes a lot of things uh-huh. day to day. Um, all right. <laughs> With that, I'm going to go to TG Recommends. Yes, um, I just started listening to this show called Disintel. It's a Wondery podcast. Um, it is hosted by, some of y'all might know, the guy is Matt Belisai. He used to do those things on BuzzFeed where he would, like, get drunk and they would, God, this is such a weird time. He would, like, drink a bottle of red wine and, like, just talk about stuff. I don't know. Anyway, I somehow that was, like, in my circulation um he's really funny and then another woman named sydney battle she's more journalist than he is anyway it talks about like 
famous feuds. Uh, and a lot of them I already – and there's not that many episodes right now. There's like six episodes or something. And a lot of them I uh, I know a little bit about. But like the first one was about Britney and Jamie Lynn Spears. And there were things that I didn't even know about. And I've done a fair amount of watching of stuff and kind of reading. And it was it, – I find it interesting and they do it in a somewhat of an academic way where they actually do research. It's not just like me telling a story and going in 12 different directions with it. Um, anyway, so it's really fun and quick and just, you know, if you want to get educated on feuds, there you uh, go. Two-part Distance episode time. on Black China and the Kardashians. <laughs> Honestly, that one was so interesting and I was like not interested in listening to it, but it just started playing and I was like, whatever. I was getting ready for dinner and I was like, whatever, that's fine. I'll listen to it. And there were a couple things that I didn't know about. So I will say they, they definitely, taking sides too strong, but like they'll, they'll have feelings, obviously, about one way or the other. I thought that they were a little bit softer on Jamie Lynn Spears than I thought they should be because she seems like a trash person. But anyway, it's interesting regardless. Dis and tell. I'm just, uh, I'm, I was imagining like Hatfields and McCoys. <laughs> God, that would be funny if they did that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to, um, okay, it's a special episode. That's yeah. only for the Wondery Plus subscribers. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, get involved, y'all. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. If you are so inclined, join the Facebook group. Uh, You can email us, tshishow at gmail.com, and send us a voice memo like lovely Ann did. Um, We don't have a fax line unless Bobby can find a really cheap one that, I don't know, doesn't. Or a phone line. I got to find a phone line. (laughs) (laughs) We can figure it out. Uh, We get a magic check. (laughs) The AOL keyword is tshi. As always, that will never go away. Um, Thanks for joining us, y'all, on this Friday night. And that was everything. Or at least the start. Boom.
And I was like, oh, Mike would like that. I would have sent that to him. He likes an athletic lady. He sure does. Imagine if she was pregnant. <laughs> God. 